Hello and welcome to The Life of Riley from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. It's new. It's amazing. It's Prell. P-R-E-L-L, Prell Shampoo. Yes, Procter & Gamble's new Radiant Cream Shampoo in the handy tube. Prell brings you the life of Riley. Prell, the shampoo that removes unsightly dandruff in as little as three minutes, leaves hair more radiantly clean, radiantly lovely, presents... The Life of Riley, with William Bendix as Riley. <laughs> Up until last week, Chester A. Riley was a relatively happy and contented man. All he had to worry about was his wife, Peg, his daughter, Babs, and her boyfriends, his son, Junior, and his girlfriends, the high cost of living, his job, and last month's rent. But last week, Riley assumed an added burden in the form of his sister, Cecilia. Age, secret. Unmarried, who arrived at the Riley house with one steamer trunk, two suitcases, a canary, and a problem. The problem is now being discussed in the Riley kitchen. Well, I know it's terrible, Riley, but after all... I tell you, Peg, when I think of it, it makes my blood curl. There's nothing you can do about it now. I can't help it. When I think of that no-good skunk engaged for 12 years, and the day before the wedding, he jilts her, deserts her, didn't have the decency to wait till after the wedding. Jeepers, <laughs> I didn't know Aunt Kissy was jilted. Now, Babsy, dear, I, I really don't think this is any of your affair. Uh, haven't you got some studying to do? No, 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 let her hear she can learn a lesson from this that might help her when she gets jilted someday. <laughs> you see, Babs, after going with Aunt Sissy steady for 12 years, this guy Lionel that she's engaged to runs away and joins the Navy. That coward. Boy, if I had him here, I... Well, he's not here, Riley. He's 2,000 miles away in Pearl Harbor, so forget it. I can't forget it. Here's my little kid sister. Her poor heart's breaking, and he's in Pearl Harbor. I take an oath, Peg, I'll always remember Pearl Harbor. Riley, these things happen. Yeah, well, if I'd have been there, it wouldn't have happened. Oh, what could you have done, Daddy? After all, a man has a right to change his mind. Not unless he's a woman. <laughs> I'd have done plenty. I'm the kind of a brother who looks after his kid sister. And if I'd have been there, today she'd be happily married to that no-good sneaking <laughs> doesn't want to marry a girl, you can't force him. Are you sticking up for this guy? You think it's okay to jilt a girl? If I'd have jilted your mother, where would you be? <laughs> I did the decent thing. I didn't run off and join the Navy like that Lionel. Oh, he'll be sorry. He'll have to scrub floors, mend his own clothes, wash dishes, and peel potatoes. <laughs> what a dope. If he'd have gotten married, he could have had a woman doing all that for him. <laughs> that Aunt Sissy was suffering secretly, but I didn't realize what a tragic case she really was. Oh, is she in her room now? Oh, she's been in there all day. She hasn't eaten a thing. She's been acting like that all week. Yeah, well, I think I'll win and cheer her up. Now, wait, Riley. You'll only upset her. You know how she cries on the least provocation. Don't worry. I'll be very tactful. I won't say anything that'll remind her of her troubles. Sissy! Oh, hi, Sissy. Did you want something, Chester? No. 
I just thought I'd drop in and talk a while. Well, there's uh, nothing like a good heart-to-heart talk. <laughs> yes, sir. Yep. <laughs> nothing like a good conversation. That's what I always say. Yes, sir. Yep. <laughs> well, I'll be going now, but we must have another talk real soon. <laughs> oh, Chester. Oh, now, look, sissy, there's no sense sitting in your room all day brooding. I can't help it. I keep thinking about Lionel somewhere in the Pacific. Now, sissy, you've got to forget about I him. I can't. Little things keep reminding me of him. Put him out of your mind. Don't think about it. Forget him. I'll try. Come on. Now, now dry your eyes. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Now, let's see you smile. Yeah. <laughs> that's better. Now, you see how easy it is to forget? Now, now, come on in the kitchen and eat something. I'll warm up some soup for you. Your favorite. Navy bean. Oh, no. <laughs> Don't, uh, uh, I, I told you, you've got to forget about him. <laughs> I'm trying to. Yes, I know you are, and I'll help you all I can. Now, come on, let's see that smile again. <laughs> no sense crying about it. Oh, you're right. There are other fish in the ocean. Oh, right. Sissy. <laughs> Sissy, please, you, you mustn't carry on like this. I know things look black now, but you know I always say, don't give up the ship. Sissy, you've got to stop this. I can't. I know it's hard, but you've got to snap out of it. I'll try. Oh, you ain't going to do it by sitting in your room all day. What you want to do is go out and get a job. A job? Well, sure, if you've got a job... Well, I haven't do... thought of it, but I suppose I ought to. After all, I don't want to be a burden to you. Well, now, that ain't the point, Sissy. If you had a job... You, if you... I had a job, I could pay your room and board. It's only right. Even if I am your only sister. Look, sissy, I don't care about the room and board. Oh, you should. It's hard enough for you to feed your wife and children without having an extra mouth to feed. Even if I do eat very little. <laughs> sissy, as far as I'm concerned, you can stay here with me free of charge for the rest of your life. That's right. Throw it up to me that I'm going to be an old maid. Now, I didn't say that, You didn't sis. say it, but I know what you're thinking. I'm not thinking. I haven't got a thought in my head. <laughs> well, I don't expect you to think about me. Why should you worry, even if I am your only sister? After all, why should I expect you to understand my problem? You're happily married. I'm not happily married. And you've got two lovely children. They're not my children. I mean... <laughs> I mean, they are my... You got me all mixed up. I don't know what I'm saying. Look, sissy, you're not going to be an old maid. You'll get married. Oh, you think so? Well, sure. It's just a matter of time. Why, there must be hundreds of men who jump at the chance to marry you. Oh. You just got to wait until Mr. Wright comes along. Oh, well... Where's my lipstick? Got <laughs> a girl. Dry your eyes. Yeah. That's it. Well, stop worrying. After all, you're pretty. 
you look just like me, and I got married. <laughs> so you, you just forget everything that happened. I'll try. I don't want to hear no more talk about you being a burden. Everything I have is yours, sister. <laughs> money is no object. To keep you happy, I'll spend money like a drunken sailor. <laughs> now, what brought that on? For Pete's sake, stop crying, sister. Oh, I won't cry. I won't make a scene. I'm not the sort of person who cries on your shoulder. Even if you are my only brother. Sissy, please. I can't stand people who cry. Well, I can't either. It's always gone. <laughs> I'm not crying. You stop. I'm not crying. <laughs> oh, Cecilia. <laughs> department. Well, this is Miss Cecilia Riley. I placed an ad yesterday. A situation wanted as a housekeeper. Uh, yes, that's right. Will you check it, please? Hey, anybody home? Uh, hello? Y yes, I'm still here. Yes, that's right. The one that says middle-aged widower preferred. Hi, Sissy. Uh, I'd like you to run the ad another three days, please. You, uh, you put an ad in the paper? Well, uh, what kind of an ad, Sissy? Oh, that would be telling. Uh, what's this about a middle-aged widower preferred? Preferred for what? That's my little secret. Well, I don't like secrets. Now, tell me. Well, I'll give you a hint. I may not be a burden to you much longer, Chester. I have my own little plan. What plan? What plan? Uh, you'll see. Well, all right for you. But I never kept secrets from you. When we were kids, I told you everything. I told you how I snuck into Dingle's Bakery with a glass tube and sucked all the filling out of the cream puffs. <laughs> and I told you how I stuck a lighted firecracker in my teacher's bustle. <laughs> now you won't tell me nothing. Oh, now you'll find out soon enough. Well, all right, then don't tell me. Goodbye. You don't want to tell me, she don't have to. I don't want to know. I lost interest. Even if she tried to tell me, I wouldn't listen. I don't care. It's nothing to me whatsoever. But I ain't resting till I find out. <laughs> hey, Riley. Oh, oh, hi, Gillis. What are you sore at, pal? Oh, my sister. Putting some kind of an ad in the paper, and I asked her what kind, and you know what she said. How should I know? I ain't the kind of a guy goes around snooping, eavesdropping on his next door neighbor. Yeah, well, she she said it was a secret. Boy, that burned me up. I don't blame you. After all, you told her who put the firecracker in your teacher's bustle. <laughs> Gillis, you heard. Well, it wasn't easy. What's the idea of sticking chewing gum in your keyhole? Well, <laughs> uh, never mind that. I'm worried about Sissy. I wonder what that ad's for. It must be for a job. It's a job, all right. But for life. Well, what do you mean? Why do you think she says middle-aged widower prefer? She's sounding the mating call. The what? The mating call. You know, like a moose. <laughs> okay, like a mouse. You mean if she's advertising for a husband? You can do that? Sure. Why, uh, the Lonely Hearts column. The Lonely Hearts column? Why, sure, it's a national institution where a lonely heart meets an empty stomach. <laughs> yeah, 
well, I, 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 I seen it in the papers, but I, I thought it was just, you know, a gag. It's no gag. How do you think I met my wife, honeybee? <laughs> I was always too polite to ask. <laughs> well, I seen this ad of hers, and it says, Beautiful young girl, attractive figure, good disposition, excellent cook, seeks me. Look, Gillis, your honeybee ain't a bit like that. I found that out after the wedding. <laughs> you mean you got engaged without even seeing her? Yeah, I bought a pig and a poke. <laughs> but I got even. I canceled my subscription to the paper. <laughs> oh, Gillis, I don't like this. It's no good. Who knows what kind of a man is going to answer this ad? Yeah, who knows? Maybe even another Monsieur Verdoux. Monsieur for who? That French bluebeard. Didn't you see that movie he was in? Yeah. A heartless wreck. This guy goes around answering ads like sissies. Yeah, then, then what? Well, first the... No. Nope, I don't want to worry. Well, well tell me. Now, you've got to tell me. No. <laughs> well, it starts like this. Monday, he picks out a promising ad in the Lonely Hearts Club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tuesday, he waxes his mustache with glow coat, puts a drop of taboo behind each ear... Goggles with Airwick, and he's off to get acquainted. <laughs> Can't you just see him? Yeah, and I can smell him, too. <laughs> Wednesday, he proposes. The girl accepts. What a fast operator. Thursday, they get married. Married. Friday, he takes the happy bride to his country chapeau. What happens? Ooh la la. <laughs> what do you mean, ooh la la? Everything is fine. Saturday, he says, Cherry, a little present. I just insured you for 50000 Yeah, 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 and then? Monday, he's back in his apartment reading the Lonely Hearts Cup. <laughs> but what happened on Sunday? Well, I don't want to go into all the details, but if you happened to pass his chapeau on Sunday, you'd see the hottest incinerator in town. <laughs> oh, no, Gillis, no. Let's face it, Riley, this guy never bought a bucket of coal in his life. Oh, my poor kid sister. Any girl he marries turns out to be a clinker. <laughs> well, what if a fiend like that should answer the ad? Oh, she's so innocent. I gotta warn her. Come on. Oh, the poor kid. She don't know what she started. She's playing with fire. Sissy! Sissy! Sissy, are you here? She must have gone out. The minute she gets back, I'll... Hello? Uh, hello. Uh, may I speak to Mrs. Celia Riley, please? I'm calling in connection with her aunt. Well, she ain't in right now. The yeah. Hold the wire. Gillis, it's a man. Yeah. Aha. Is he French? I don't know. He speaks perfect English. It could be a disguise. Well, I'll find out if he's French. I'll trick him. <clears throat> hello? Hello. Ooh la la. What? I'd like to speak to Miss Riley, please. Just a minute. What'll I do, Gillis? Get him over here. We'll quiz him. Oh. Hello? Yes? Uh, could you come over here and talk it over? Why, yes, that would be fine. I'm leaving town tomorrow. I'm opening up my country house, and if Miss Riley says yes, I'd like to take her with me. Oh! I'll be over this evening. Gillis, he's coming. Good. He said he has a house in the country. Aha! Uh -huh, just like Bluebeard. Oh, but that was only in a movie. There can't be guys like that in real life with hot incinerators. <laughs> Would there? There's probably hundreds of them right here in this town. No, I don't believe it. Oh, uh, no? Why do you think we have so much smog in Los Angeles? <laughs>
bring you the second act of the life of Riley in a moment. For that look of radiance, it's Prell. Yes, for that look of radiance, it's Prell. Procter & Gamble's radiant cream shampoo in the handy tube. Prell gives your hair that radiant air the very first time you use it. That's because Prell is designed to leave hair more gloriously radiant than any soap shampoo. It can't leave a dulling soap film. Instead, Prell brings out all the brilliant natural highlights of your hair. Leaves hair radiantly soft, radiantly smooth. And with Prell, there's no embarrassing dandruff to mar that look of loveliness. Because Prell removes such dandruff in as little as three minutes. Doctors' examinations proved it. Yes, with Prell, you can be sure of hair that is radiantly clean, radiantly lovely. Easy to manage, too. Because after a Prell shampoo, your hair curls better. It's easier to arrange in your favorite hairdo. So, try it your very next shampoo. For that look of radiance, use Prell. P-R-E-L-L Prell Shampoo. Get Prell tomorrow. And now back to the life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. Oh, you through with the dishes yet, Riley? No, not yet, Peg. Well, what's taking you so Watch uh, out! Uh, you almost dropped that plate. Oh. What are you so nervous about tonight? Well, I got my reasons. I might as well tell you. Listen, Peg, this afternoon... Is that the doorbell? No, it's only the good humor man. Oh. <laughs> Listen, Peg, this afternoon I found out... Found out what? Shh, sissy's coming. Was that the phone just now? No, the good humor man. Oh, I was expecting a phone call. Are you sure nobody called? No, no, nobody. Well, if anybody does, I'll be in my room. Alone, as usual. No, don't stay in your room, sissy. Look, look, there's a swell picture at the visual. Mutiny on the bounty. Oh, no, 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 Now, what brought that on? I... Oh, now look what you've done. Who, me? Why did you have to go and remind her of Lionel? Never mind that. We've got worse trouble. You know what sissy went and done? She put an ad in the paper advertising for her husband. She what? Yeah, the Lonely Hearts column. Oh, I don't believe it. Oh, I heard her talking about the ad with my own eyes, and I spoke to the man who answered the ad. What man? The one who wants to marry her. The... Oh, that's ridiculous. People don't get married by putting ads in the Lonely Hearts column. Oh, no, ask Gillis how he got stuck with Honeybee. <laughs> now, look, Peg, when this guy shows up... He's coming here? Well, yes, I spoke to him. Well, he... why didn't you tell Sissy? Oh, no, 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 I've got to check on him first. It's my duty to protect my kid sister. Who knows what kind of a beast he is? You know the type. Monday, they're married. Tuesday, they're on the honeymoon. And Wednesday, ooh la la. What in the world are you talking about? Well, I ain't got time to explain now. He'll be here any minute. Now, listen. When he comes, you've got to keep Sissy in her room. I don't want her to know. Oh, Riley, I, I, I don't like this. Now, this is really Sissy's affair, and you have no right to go behind her back this way. If she finds out that you're meddling in her private life, she, she'll burn up. That's what I'm trying to stop. <laughs> what? Now, now, please, Peg, I know what I'm doing, and this is one time I'm going to have my own way. My head's made up. That's him. Quick, go, go in Sissy's room and keep her there. Don't tell her a thing. Oh, all right. Uh, 
May I come in? Yes, yes. Come in. I've been looking forward to meeting you. You're the first person who's ever said that. Oh, Digger, it's you. Yes, it is I indeed. Digby O'Dell, the friendly undertaker. So dark on the porch here, I couldn't see. I thought you were someone else. Come in. If you're expecting company, I don't like to intrude. No, no. Come on in. Maybe, Maybe you can help me. Listen, Digger. You're good at sizing up people, aren't you? Oh, yes. In my time, I've taken the measure of many a man. <laughs> and I've never made a mistake yet. Knock wood, if you'll excuse the expression. <laughs> well, you, you know my kid sister, Sissy. She's, she's having a tough time getting married. Oh, I sympathize with her. I remember what a difficult time I had. It wasn't the girl. Everything was fine until I met her father. Young man, he said, what do you do for a living? I've just opened my own business, I said. Good, he said. Let me be your first customer. <laughs> and now, he said, let's talk about the wedding. So I said, Dad, if you're going to be my first customer, you won't be at the wedding. Well, Sissy is so desperate, she put an ad in the paper for a husband. Well, it pays to advertise. I do it every week through my quiz program on the radio. Oh, you, you have a quiz program? Oh, yes. You've heard of Take It or Leave It? Yeah. My show is called Leave It and We'll Take It. <laughs> Digger, you don't understand. A man answered the ad, but we don't know what kind of a guy he is. He might turn out to be a bluebeard, and he'll be here soon. Good, then you can have a look at it. Well, I think I'll be going. Oh, look, it ain't enough. Appearances can be deceiving. I'm going to go below the surface. In that case, I'll stay. <laughs> you may need help from an expert. Uh, that, 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 that's him. Let him in and we'll go to work. Yeah, and if he turns out to be a phony, we'll tell him off and lay him out. You tell him off, I'll lay him out. <laughs> uh, good evening. My name is George Thorndyke. Is uh, Mr. Senior Riley in? Yes, I'm her brother. Oh, yes, I believe I spoke to you on the phone. Yeah, come in. Here, here sit down. Oh, no, oh, here, here, in this chair. Under this light here. Oh. Uh, thank you, sir. Now, if you don't mind, I'd like to meet your sister. Uh, first, I want you to meet a friend of mine. Digby O'Dell is the name, sir. Haven't we met before? I don't think so. I'm sure we have. I don't recall your face, but I recognize the body. <laughs> well, <laughs> perhaps. And uh, now, Mr. Riley, about your sister's ad, there are a few questions. Yeah, well, we got a few questions, too. Now, uh... Now, Tommy, is this the first time you ever answered an ad like my sister's? Why, no. The fact is, the last woman I had left me rather suddenly. Uh-huh. On a Sunday? Why, well, yes, it was a Sunday. Last Sunday. I thought so. Last Sunday, I smelled smoke. <laughs> and how many were there before her? Well, uh, I guess I never counted. Never counted? Compared to this guy, Bluebeard was an amateur. Now, see here, gentlemen, I came here only to see Miss Riley. Yeah, we know that. Just what have you got to offer her? Well, uh, $50 a week, if she works hard. Work? With all your dough, you expect my sister to work? What a fiend. Well, this is ridiculous. Now, why else would I want her? Why else? Love. Love? But this is purely business. This man's a monster. <laughs> now, just a minute. I didn't come here to be grilled. If there's any grilling to be done, I'll do it. He admits it. Uh, 
I'm only interested in one thing. Will your sister cook well? <laughs> You'll never get a chance to find out. And if you ever bother my sister again, I'll have you arrested. So put that in your incinerator and smoke it. You, you must be crazy. I've had enough of this. I'm leaving. I'll say you are. Grab him. Let, let go of me. Let go. I'll take his shoulder. Grab his feet. Not him. Don't drop him. Oh. Don't worry. I never have before. Let me go, you maniac. Lie still. When you're in Odell's hands, it's too late to struggle. Let me go. Let me go. Open the door, Digger. It's open. Put me down. Put me down. Riley, what's up? Riley, what on earth are you doing? I'm throwing this blue bird out. That's the way to handle guys like that. Oh, Chester, what have you done? I've just been protecting you, sis. Don't worry, as long as I'm around, you ain't gonna have any of that ooh-la-la. <laughs> Chester Riley, how could you? That ad was for a job. That's what the poor man was here for. I just did what you advised me to, Chester, so I could protect well, I, I didn't know. I, I, I thought... You mean this guy don't want to marry, sissy? No. And he wasn't going to barbecue her? Oh. Of course not. What a revolting development this is. Riley's will return in just a moment. Does unsightly dandruff spoil your well-groomed look? Then do as thousands do. Use Prell, Procter & Gamble's Radiant Cream Shampoo in the handy tube. Yes, besides leaving hair soft and smooth, shining with radiance, Prell removes unsightly dandruff in as little as three minutes, a fact proved by doctor's examination. In most cases, even stubborn dandruff was controlled by only two Prell shampoos a week. And say, what a lot of rich lather you get from just a little Prell. Yes, Prell goes farther than any known shampoo, cream or liquid, because it's more concentrated. So try the shampoo in the handy tube. Try Prell. P-R-E-L-L Prell shampoo Leaves their radiance gleaming bright Not a bad of dandruff is in sight Comes in a tube, handy too P-R-E-L-L Prell shampoo Sissy, sissy darling. What do you want, Chester? Oh, come on, sissy, snap out of it. Let's forget what happened in the past. Let's, let's think of the future. And I guarantee from now on, everything is going to be smooth sailing. Oh, it's a losing fight. <laughs> Folks, this is Riley, alias William Bendix, reminding you that today, in the memory of a beloved man, Damon Runyon, Many Americans are making financial contributions to the Damon Runyon Memorial Fund to fight cancer. Remember, the check you write may save the life of someone you love. Please send whatever you can to Walter Winchell, New York City. Thank you. And good night. Roger and Gamble invite you to join us again next week to hear The Life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. The script is by Alan Lipscott, Reuben Schiff, and Dick Powell. Mrs. Riley is Paula Winslow. Digger Odell is John Brown. The Life of Riley is produced by Irving Brecker. And remember, for more radiant hair, free of unsightly dandruff, get the shampoo in the tube. P-R-E-L-L. 
Prell Shampoo. Oh, how I hate to wash this dreamy sweater. It's so pretty and soft and woolly. Don't worry, it's safe in snow. Yes, safe in... Wonderful ivory snow. Lovely sweaters can stay lovely longer with ivory snow. Your hands will tell you why. Just wash dishes with ivory snow as millions do. When you see how ivory snow pampers your hands, you'll know it's extra kind of pretty woolen. Ivory snow care keeps them fluffy, helps protect washable colors and guard against shrinkage. And remember, ivory snow is the only soap both ivory mild and granulated for efficiency. There's no other soap like it. So keep your lovely sweaters lovely longer with... Wonderful Ivory Snow. This is Ken Niles reminding you to listen again next Friday when Procter & Gamble brings you a full hour of entertainment. First, Red Skelton, and then The Life of Riley. Good night. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company.